The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you eventually from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is, what is it, Friday the 14th of April, and we are here with all kinds of unusual shenanigans uh, for the MLB show. Uh, We've got a lock, dog and total turbo picks um, for Saturday the 15th. Uh, which we frequently do. But we're also going to do some fantasy chat and a little bit of AL East Futures as well. Um, firstly, joining me is our regular partner, Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? How's it going, Malcolm? I'm doing pretty well myself. Um, so Malcolm, I guess a little bit of audio technical difficulties. He's got a he's got a brand new setup and a new setting too. So shout out to Malcolm. And, you know, Captain Insano, first one in the chat. He's, he's, he's on board with it. Let's go. I think he's auto-set that buffoon reply just to send at least 30 seconds in. None of that was my fault, can I point out. I'm not taking one for the team there. That was nothing to do with me. And as far as my new setup's gone, I've moved everything 45 degrees to the left. So instead of sitting here, I'm, now, I'm not sure that counts as a new setup, I'll be honest. I'm just facing... I'm facing west as opposed to northwest, which I was earlier on. Um, but the reason we got some fantasy chat... Um, is that we've got the second hardest working man on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, we've got Mr. Blake Meyer here. Uh, Blake, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's Friday. I'm done with work for the weekend. I get to come on and talk more baseball and fantasy baseball. Going to the Mariners game tonight. Oh, I mean, there we go. It's, it's an amazing day for me today. So That is an amazing no day. Instant jealousy. Uh, first, before we get into all the stuff that we've got planned, uh, just tell everyone about the, the new baseball show, the fantasy show, and give us um, give us details of your socials and stuff. I was going to introduce you with the, with the Twitter handle, uh, but I've already heard other people butcher it this week, so I didn't want to join the list, so I'll let you do that. <laughs> oh, it, it gets butchered all the time. Uh, yeah, I run the Baseball Money is Fake Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network with Ryan Gilbert, my very tall right-hand man. Uh, you can catch our show on Twitter at Fake Baseball. It's the coolest at on Twitter. Uh, you can catch me there, too, at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And I'll plug my man Ryan, too. You can catch him at R Gilbert S-O-P. Uh, we do episodes three days a week over there. Uh, I also write for Fantasy Pros and Roto Baller. I put three articles out a week for them. So I do a lot of content all the time, and I'm always down to talk some baseball. Hence, the second the second hardest working man. I mean, no one's touching Nuna, <laughs> the machine. Uh, he's cranking out oh, content no. 23 hours a day. Um, the comments mm-hmm. is, uh, the YouTube comments is open. Michael uh, from uh, Australia, who was in the chat last night, um, has brought up the sore point of the Yankees getting smoked in the first the first ten minutes of the game last night. That was everybody's luck um, on 
the Wednesday show, we um, people were claiming this was a New York Yankees podcast because it was a team ride on the Yankees. And I actually watched the end of one inning. In, I think it was the Reds game had started early. So I thought, I'll put the Yankees game on after this inning. And by the time I'd turned it on, about three minutes into the contest, it was seven to nothing. And it was game over. So uh, there's nothing like baseball. And four in their last 21 games against the Twins now. Seven yeah. And, four. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's nothing like baseball that will... Uh, that will make it a fool of you. So, yeah, no more team rides on the Yankees. Uh, Dylan O'Donnell's joined us as well. Dylan, how you doing? Uh, and Michael's asking, this is a question we could get to in a little while, actually. Um, the ERA props? Yeah, I think he's right on. Yeah? We'll, we'll start that one for later. Okay, right. It's, uh, that's that's your department then. So what we're going to do tonight is um, Lock Dog Tools. I uh, don't know if we picked the same game, so we've possibly got nine games. We could possibly have three games if we've all taken the same. Uh, no, I wanted to look at the AL East outrights in the light of the Tampa Bay Rays hot start. And then basically, I've invented some questions in a thinly veiled attempt um, to make Blake answer all my personal fantasy baseball <laughs> questions. Uh, so that's that's what's going on later. Um, if, you, if you can see through that, if you think, why am I asking him? about potential second catches in 15-team role leagues. It's because him? I need one. <laughs> Brian Bayo is going to come back and save us that uh, save us the season. Um, so we've got a full slate of games tomorrow. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll send, we'll let our guests lead off. Any pick you like, Blake, Lock, Dog or Total, uh, give us your first bet for Saturday. Uh, my lock is a Mets minus one and a half against Oakland. Uh, Shintaro gives up a ton of runs and the Mets have a very potent offense. Uh, I think they can run it up early and Oakland does not have the offense to, to come back against, against that Mets team. Yeah. I was looking at that same game. I had Mets minus one and a half written down. However, I'm going a different angle. My lock is in that same game. Mets and athletics. I like the over eight and a half because it's a Shintaro Saturday, and like you mentioned, he's been giving up shitloads <laughs> of runs. Um, he gave up 8 and 2.1 and 5 and 4.1 in his first two starts. And on the other side, it's Carlos Carrasco, who's starting um, for the Mets, and he's given up 5 and 4 and 6 and 4.2 against the Brewers and Marlins. So Oakland, they have the 23rd-ranked bullpen in the MLB as well with a 526 ERA. Must I say any more? I'm locking up the Mets and A's over <laughs> Okay, well then, I'll chirp in at this point because I went to the same game as well. This is actually quite good. This is almost like a little test of, <laughs> look at these 15 games, like you three people who were paid the handicap stuff, and we've all got to the same game um, in three different fashions because I've got this down as my total for the day, um, but it is also the over, obviously. No one's, it's no one's taking the under. Um, <laughs> Dylan talked about Carlos Carrasco the other night and um, he's on thin ice, I think. He said he was on thin ice with Dylan, and he might be on thin ice with the Mets in general. He's giving, he's just giving up everything. You name it, hits, walks, homers. He's really displaying absolutely nothing. And is I was excited to see Fujinami. It was a potential good story. I enjoyed watching him face off against Otani in spring training. Um, but it just hasn't really happened. He's walking a lot of badness. The two games Oakland have played with, that Fujinami started, they finished 11 to nothing in 13-1. Uh, so that gives you a little clue. Oakland bats have come alive the last few nights. Seven, eight, and eight in school yep. in the last three nights. Brent Rooker, uh, who might be on some fantasy radars, he might get a 
the name check later on. He's been spoken hot as well. The Mets aren't scoring loads, but um, Oakland should fix that. So um, that was my total for the uh, for the card. So um, sort of one pick in uh, in three games have all gone to the gone to the same to, to the same game. So um, let me tell you about Shady Rays before we move on to our next picks. Um, kick off the new year with our friends at Shady Rays. Uh, got you covered from the sun to the slopes with their premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles and plenty more. Shady Rays are an independent sunglasses company, uh, well known for the durable frames, extremely clear optics and the insane protection um, that's backed by the lost and broken replacement. So if you lose or break them, no questions asked, Shady Rays will replace them. Um, even if it's on day one, you can look good and feel good. We said Moonaf and Mrs. Moonaf were looking sharp in their Shady Rays last week. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And don't forget to check out the NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter and the winner gets $250 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Okay, so we've got the Oakland and Mets game completely and utterly sewn up. Uh, so we'll head back to Blake. That was your lock. Uh, give us your dog or total, please, Blake. Uh, my dog is the Reds. They're plus 117 on my book against the Phillies. Uh, Reds got Ashcraft on the mound. Uh, one of the bright up-and-coming starters in the league. I don't know what they, they got in the water out there in Cincinnati, but they seem to have some pretty damn good young starters. Ashcraft is top five in baseball in Stuff Plus, and all he does is strike people out with that 90-mile-an-hour sweeper. Phillies are really struggling with the swing and miss this year, and they can't seem to win a game to save their life. So, And they're putting Matt Strom on the, man, on the mound. I mean, he went back-to-back scoreless games, but I, he's not anybody that really scares me. So, that's my dog. Malcolm, okay. I mean, he's he's doing pretty well. He's gotten another game that I'm at, too. Uh, I actually attacked it a little <laughs> bit different. I'm using it as my total. This thing's set at 9.5, and, <laughs> and I like the under. Malcolm might be on the under here, too. Is that why he's laughing? Or not? I'm laughing because it's my dog. What we oh. should have done, boys, possibly, was actually <laughs> share our picks before the pod. Because this pod's going to last about 12 and a half minutes at this hey, rate. We're, we're going to have to do a lot of fantasy shit to fill the time <laughs> up, Blake. Fantasy, Hope you're prepared. ALE futures, we got, we got to chat it up. But, you know, let's. I'll start with the weather. Um, in Great American Ballpark, it's going to be 77 degrees with a 45% chance of rain. Nine-mile-an-hour winds going from left field to right field and 60% humidity. So I know Cincinnati's a shoebox, but that's why the total is a little bit high. The ball's not going to fly as well in these type of conditions. The other reason why this total has opened up so high here is uh, the pitchers don't jump off the page as household names. Matt Strom versus Grant Ashcraft. Um, starting with Strom, he's 1-0 and in three starts. He has a zero ERA, only an ex-ERA of 246. So he has had a pretty good start to the season. He's got a um, 
10 strikeouts and two walks in 10 innings pitch total. Graham Ashcraft, he's 1-0 and two starts with a 208 ERA, 13 strikeouts, four walks, and 13 innings pitched. Plus, Ashcraft is a ground ball pitcher. 58.8% of his contact against him goes for ground balls this year uh, so far, and we're not too worried about Cincinnati's shoot box because it's staying on the ground most of the time. Lastly, the Reds and the Phillies have played each other four times this year. The under 9.5 is 3-1. and one. Both of these teams are have bottom 10 bullpens. The in the MLB, so I fully support if you want to take just the first five under here, but that price hasn't come out for us here a full day early. So I'm completely fine with a full game total under as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so am I going to be the third person to sell you stuff about Graham Ashcraft? Oh, he was a bit of a darling on the show last year. We talked about him a lot. We, we pulled Moon off said that he put him up uh, to win Cy Young, which I'm not sure was strictly true. Um, but in spring training... He looked quite sharp, and there was notes about his velo going up. Um, and he just generally looked better. I put out that little article last week of pitchers to follow who will make you money this season, one of which hit last night. Spencer Turnbull, who we need to talk about later, Blake. He's on the list because we can know a little bit of a crossroads with Spencer Turnbull. But he cashed last night at plus 185 um, in a matchup that I didn't take him at all. So lesson learned there. So... I've kind of painted myself into a corner following Ashcraft, but I really, really like him. I don't dislike Matt Strong, um, but like you say, Blake, he just doesn't really blow your skirt up. Like, And and I'm out on Philly. Philly just look a little bit disjointed to me. They've lost three in a row since you've been competitive. I did like a few other dogs in here. Um, Casey uh, were a decent price at plus 120, and I quite like Texas as well. Yeah. So I tried to find another one, hoping that we'd, uh, we'd all find something different. But... I uh, also wrote down Milwaukee, the Cubs, and the Twins. So, oh wow! So dogs, dogs galore. So I easily uh, could have won a different way, but you know what? Did yeah, handicap on the Reds, and here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so that was um, dog and lock sorted out for Blake. Right. Let's see if we can uh, see if we can make it three. <laughs> it almost feels like a challenge now that we've all got the same game for our next one. Blake, what have you got? Uh, I went for my total. I went Cleveland and the Nationals under nine. It's more, it's, uh, I I have no faith in the Washington Nationals whatsoever. I think Cleveland can put up runs this game. I know Cleveland is running Plesak out and he hasn't been the steadiest pitcher on the mound this year. But uh, I just, there's something about this game that screams like six to one to me because the Nationals really are that bad and they don't really have the offense to put up a ton of runs anyways. And I think both of their last two games went to the under as it is. So that's that's where I'm going. Okay, so the Guardians and the Nationals, that's uh, Zach Plezak against Chad Kuehl, um, the under nine for Blake. Uh, Noah, what, uh, what have you got left? So I have my dog left, and I mentioned all the teams that I was looking at, and I am going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers. They're plus 110. It's a small dog at San Diego Padres. We have to jump on these early season opportunities to back Freddie Peralta and the Brew Crew at a plus price because he is, in my opinion, re-breaking out because he's excelled. He's excelling at limiting hard contact, and he's racking up strikeouts. He's 2-0 and on the year with his first two starts adding up to only a 0.75 ERA, 14 strikeouts and 12 innings pitched, 
He's facing Seth Lugo, who's also off to a great start in his own right. He's 2-0 and with a 138 ERA, 12 strikeouts, and 13 innings pitched. Against right-handed pitching, Milwaukee's 6th in the MLB with a 785 OPS. San Diego, 17th with a 707. Also add in that the Brewers have the number one overall bullpen in the MLB in the ERA. Uh, it's sub-110. So I'm taking them as a small dog, Brewers plus 110 for me. Yeah, I think we um, handicapped Freddie Peralta last night, didn't we? Because he was slated to go against it Michael Wackett tonight. Him, the... Eric Lauer is going tonight. And right, okay. They flipped days. I don't know. I don't understand why, but yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I said last night, Peralta's been one of my favourite pitchers of the season so far. I've got him on a few teams. So, yeah, really enjoy watching him. Um, and we're happy to back him there. The Seth Lugo experiment seems to have been going on yeah. Uh, for years, it also sounds like the name of a band that your dad was into. Um, but he's going okay so far this year. Um, so maybe the Seth Lugo experiment can yield some proper results. You do just feel like there's a blow up around the corner, something terrible is about to happen at all times. But I like him, and uh, yeah, I yeah hopefully like he can go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that leaves my luck. And um, it's not a bad price. In fact, the, the odds on this one are a match. It's minus 110 each of two, and it's Arizona um, against Miami. And my lock is going to be the D-backs with Ryan Nelson. Yeah, to overcome um, Braxton Garrett and uh, the Miami Marlins. So I do like a pick where there's one pitcher that you're high on and one pitcher that you're not, because it just kind of makes it easy and you can talk yourself into anything, really. Um, Ryan Nelson has pitched okay without being stellar. He has faced tough opposition. He's faced the Padres and the Dodgers, in his two starts, giving up three earned in each of them. Um, he could do with eliminating a couple of the walks, um, get that number down a little bit. But Braxton Garrett's just hittable. Um, seven and two-thirds pitch, he's given up 15 hits. He's going relatively short in the games as well. Um, and I'm still not really buying my... I mean, we know they don't score many runs. Their expected win-loss is actually down at four and nine. Uh, so they've been quite lucky as well. And the run differential is the second worst uh, behind Oakland's, which is Tatey Fields ahead of anyone. Um, we've been in our Arizona so far this season. So, yeah, I'm happy to take them again. And Ryan Nelson is a pitcher I wanted to follow. So, um, Ryan Nelson and the D-backs at minus 110. Malcolm, what is yes. a, what is a Tatey Field? That's a new... Oh, a potato right? field. Oh, a potato field. Okay. Yeah, a tatey field. So, a tatey. Sorry, I've got, I went a bit, I went a bit, I went very northern English there, didn't I? Yeah, a tatey is a potato. So, Oakland are tatey fields, plural, several potato fields behind everybody else. Is that okay? I like it. I like it. (laughs) Well, it's been about two days since we've had a review complaining about my accent. So, I like to throw, I like to throw the odd thing in there just to give the, uh, (laughs) <laughs> to give the owners something to get their teeth into. Um, ah, right, I'll tell you. People do like the Sword Vitality read, though. Um, I'll tell you about Sword Vitality because self-care is cool and manly and you should be proud of taking care of yourself. 40% of men are affected by impotence at the age of 40 and nearly 70% of men are affected at the age of 70. So stop buying those dodgy little blue tablets that you hide in your sock drawer. Sword Vitality will help increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man. If you're experiencing erections in the morning, three main benefits are increased blood flow, 
in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Soul Vitality can help increase your stamina and you don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. Visit swordvitality.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at the checkout. That's swordvitality.com. Promo code SGPN. Right, so locks, dogs, totals, sorted. Um, Noah, you got in the chat the other night and mentioned that the AL East might be an interesting division to have a look at because yeah. the Tampa Bay Rays have obviously um, come out of the traps really quick. We both took them at the start of the season for the division. I put them up. They were my World Series um, pick at 22 to 1, one of, one of the two picks I had. Obviously, not taking um, victory laps here, just establishing the facts. But um, you said that the market might be worth looking at. So I've got the odds now compared to what they were. Um, and then you can give us your thoughts on them, Noah, and, we, and we'll get Blake involved as well. So, so plus 380 at the start of the year, Tampa Bay. They are now one uh, plus 125 favourites. Uh, the Yankees were even money, plus 100, around to plus 190. The Blue Jays were plus 175, around to plus 220. Baltimore are 30 to 1 from 20 to 1, and Boston are 40 to 1 from 20 to 1. So did you bring this up because you thought there was some value somewhere? Yeah, um, I do. And you actually, wanted, okay, come on then, hit me. Some of the prices that you wrote down, I actually found better. Um, okay. And and that's obviously like England book and American book. Um, New York, they're plus 170 at MGM, and Toronto is plus 330 on FanDuel right now. So, um, yeah, a 13-0 start to the season is incredible. It's now the longest win streak in Tampa Bay's franchise history, and they've tied the modern-day record for the best start to a season. And by the time that some are listening to this podcast, maybe they hung double digits on Jose Barrios, and now they own that record. But for crying out loud, the Rays, they're finally getting the respect that they deserve, and it took tying and even breaking an MLB record to get it. Social media is basically just giving the Rays the AL East pennant at this point. And, I mean, Malcolm, we wouldn't complain because, like you mentioned, we took them to win the AL East in the preseason, but now all the hype is on the Rays, and they're not used to being the team that has the hype. They're used to just flying under the radar. And this team in recent history also has trouble staying healthy. Wander Franco, Brandon Lau. And the only reason why I'm actually kind of bringing this up today is that we just saw Jeffrey Springs go down. Zach Eflin also left due to injury this week. I'm hoping that both of them make a 100% full and healthy recovery. But the preseason price on Tampa Bay has shrunk, like you said. And we're seeing value on both the Yankees and Toronto compared to the preseason. And both of those squads, they're bound to have their run when they play 13 games against Detroit, Washington, Oakland, and Boston. I'm not taking anything away from the Rays. I love this team. I love the start that they've had. But I'm saying let's pump the brakes a little bit. They still have a buck 50 left to play this season. Malcolm, Blake, do either of you have any interest in jumping in now on the Yankees or Blue Jays? I'm thinking about personally take a Toronto plus 330 that was going to be my question because it's all well and good giving us the reasons um why there might be value but you need to give us the option which one of yours it is um so you're telling us that it's Toronto um yeah, I think so Blake what do you think of this uh yeah I mean I think Tampa Bay runs away with the division too but for 
Money's sake, I do think that there's some value there on Toronto. They're very underperforming. It's one of those things where Tampa Bay is probably not as good as they're playing right now, especially with all those pitcher injuries, although I think they're going to call Taj Bradley back up to fill in for Springs while he's out. I don't think he's going to be out for that long. And then Toronto's not as bad as they've been playing. Alec Manoa is not as bad as he's been playing. Uh, Jose Barrios is as bad as he's been playing. Uh, But Bassett just had a nice start as well, so if he can build off of that, their pitching will come back. Gosman is a Cy Young candidate once again. So, yeah, I think over the course of the season, Toronto closes that gap, and they do have a legitimate chance of overtaking uh, Tampa Bay, especially if those injuries do keep piling up. Um, I just I looked at the Yankees in the Blue Jays and just kept picking holes. I'm just able to pick more holes in them. Yeah, Blue Jays do have a lot of talent, but I think what we've seen from them so far is what you're going to get like it's going to be very up and down. It's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. The fundamentals aren't great. They fix some of the outfield problems. Kevin KMI has been great um, in the field, but they're just going to go through spells like this. I mean, even they got turned over by Detroit yesterday. They should have been turned over by Detroit the day before. Yeah, small sample. I get all that, but I think this is what you're going to get. Um, and then the Yankees are just—they've got problems as well. Um, Volpe's been sticky. Um, it shorts up the outfield at the start of the season. We mentioned Aaron Hicks, and um, they're still trotting him out there. They've got no, they've paid him. They've got a huge contract. Um, Franchi Cordero's been scoring all of their runs, and he has to regress. And um, so I just couldn't really see the only alternative, as odd as it sounds to me, was uh, Baltimore, um, who are a bigger price now than they were at the start, who have done nothing different to what we thought they were going to do. In fact, I had them down for a little bit of regression. And they've been more than competitive. Their rotation is young and has upside. They've scored loads of runs. Um, they'll get John Means back sometime maybe after the All-Star break. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just delighted I would double down on, on Tampa Bay because I, I could pick holes in the other two. And obviously in, in Boston, they kind of gone backwards as well. So, um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really see, see an alternative. I'm just happy to... Happy to keep riding the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, okay, Blake, you are on. We're going to talk some fantasy <laughs> stuff here. The first thing I want to talk about is... Um, how about how about this statement before we get into anything? Captain Insano says, no advice for you, Malcolm, because you're playing him. Well, yeah, Captain Insano was panicking. <laughs> However, I can't do anything this week. I can't change anything this week because it's all set. It's weekly roster changes, so it's oh. already too late. Um, myself and Captain Insano are tied at 5-5 um, going into Friday night's games. But there's a couple of categories that I can, uh, I think I can just pick him up on. But uh, we'll have to see. Because I have I have talked a lot of shit this week. So I really don't want to lose having done that. Um, and first some thing- of these like conversations, <laughs> if we're talking buy lows, sell highs type thing, this might be the books label them at a price that they shouldn't be, and you fade them if they're a sell high, or if they're a little, like a plus price. And Blake says, "Hey, it might not be a bad uh, buy now type thing." Um, then buy low, then you back them in the next month ish. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the TGFBI League, Blake, with the, the great fantasy baseball Invitational League, which is a industry league run by Justin Mason over at Fangraphs. And somehow they allowed us in to play. Um, me and Noah are sharing a team. Um, <laughs> I, I do, I'm, I'm not going to go on about it, but we're currently top of our league, just seeing Blake. Um, 
this is really the only reason we brought this up, you know, just so we could say that we don't actually, we don't I know, actually I want know, to talk. I know. I we don't want to talk life. about it. <laughs> You're just trying to tell about me anything. about it. No. Yeah, it's okay. Everyone it's okay. can go. That's it's it. Okay. Done. Um, so yeah, we, we're going okay. Like, did I mention top of the league? Um, anyway, how did you, how did you draft and how have you been getting on, etc.? <laughs> Um, I, I drafted really well. I have some of the best hitting in TGFBI. You can go look at the overall standings and you can see kind of how people are doing hitting wise and things like that. Uh, overall, my hitting is spectacular. My pitching is letting me down in a major way. And it's mainly because I tried to roll the dice on closers that I shouldn't have. I took Daniel Hudson for the Dodgers. Thought the injury was going to be short. Definitely not short. Uh, and then uh, Daniel Bard screwed me. I took I'm in seven leagues and I took Daniel Bard in all seven leagues as he was just supposed to be my ringer for saves this year. And he who knows when he'll be back there. Although uh, the recent news is he might be back by the end of April, which please come back because uh, I need that. But other than that, like my pitching just hasn't been getting me wins that hasn't been getting me saves that hasn't been like i have i used a bunch of my fab budget on dre jameson the other day and he pitched four innings of shutout ball which was yay but also like just pitch a fifth inning and let me get a win because i needed that yeah, but, yeah so, they're gonna they're gonna let okay. him stretch out and we'll be okay with dre jameson oh, yeah. we have him too yeah i mean you know i picked him up last weekend as well so on the same page there. Um, yeah, the, our, it's our hitting that's gone gone better for us. We, our guardians have gone well nowhere. We had yeah. Ramirez and Jimenez. Randy Rosarena's been a great... Uh, for, for what it's worth for the listeners, um, Blake is about 110 points higher than us in hitting right now, so he has that over us. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't give him yeah. any credit, man. Well, this is our flex. Give me he's, all the he's credit. Our fantasy, he's our fantasy baseball host. We gotta get <laughs> That's what I'm um, here for. <laughs> our big. It, I mean, we've been really lucky with injuries. No, is what we've done. We haven't. None of our. None of the big injuries happened to our players. We drafted Tyler Glass now, even though we knew he was injured. And then we kind of we've lost Brian Bello for a couple of weeks, but that that was fine. So and you've got to carry a lot of luck. We've dodged that shortstop position with all those injuries too. Yeah, uh, we have Xander Bogarts who's okay. So, yeah, um, I think the biggest success in our draft so far has been Logan O'Hoppy. Um, yeah. he was tied first for homers on our team uh, for. So, I've got a couple of things that we need addressing, and I'm sure other people out there. <laughs> um, first off, we we got no outfield depth. Really struggling. We've got Abby Garcia, who's not doing very well. Will Benson, who's a walking strikeout. David Peralta's not doing much. Kyle Stowers didn't work out. We've just got Leo Di Taveras back from the IL, so we've slotted him in. Um, but we need some outfield depth, okay. um, Blake. So sort of players who would have been drafted maybe 200 to 300, who might still be available. Um, where do we need to look for some for some depth in our outfield? Okay, first uh, would probably be Franchi Cordero if he's still available. I don't love him for the long term, but he is a good short term kind of fixer upper because, I mean, he's a, he's a weird one. He has all the power potential in the world, but and I think he had 235 at bats last year, 250 at bats, and he hit eight home runs. And now he's got a home run in like four straight games for the Yankees. But the thing is, uh, he's a very ground ball heavy hitter normally. Um, and I just wrote about him in one of my articles for Rotoballer earlier this week. 
the way that he's going to be successful for the Yankees if he's is if he can be a pole hitting fly ball hitter. He needs to be predominantly a pole hitting fly, fly ball hitter, which is what he has been the last few games. So if that sticks, Franchi Cordero becomes a steal if you can get him off of waivers. If that doesn't stick and he goes back to the old Franchi, don't hold him for too long because that could kind of kill you. Uh, somebody else later on might be, oh man, I'm trying to think of guys that would be still available in TGFBI because that's such a deep. It is. I've, deep ri- I've written four uh, down, Blake, if you want me to throw those names at you because they were available in our league. Four yeah. question marks. Um, Maurizio Dubon. I'm iffy on him. I don't know if he offers you enough fantasy value to uh, be worth the, the fab budget. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Kiermaier. I like Kevin Kiermaier. Uh, that's a good one. If you can get him uh, run potential, he's got the speed to steal you some bases. He could steal 15 to 20 bases with these bigger bases this year. The average is going to be hit and miss. You hope for 245. So somebody that can hit 245, score 80 runs and steal 10 to 15 bases. That That's excellent. That's somebody I would I would pick up. Yeah, he's, he's hitting... His, his average is right up there, which I think I, I, I filled it by average, and that's what brought him to my attention, really. Otherwise, I would have just looked at his name and just passed um, because you kind of think you know everything <laughs> about him. Um, but I did see him um, oh, yeah. because because I filled it by average. So that's positive. I'll underline that, Noah. Um, Connor Joe. Oh, I'm so torn on Connor Joe because I want him to be good but he couldn't even be good in Colorado. And so now that he plays in Pittsburgh, I think we've seen the best Connor Joe we're going to see. Although he offers a little speed, which can be helpful. But other than that, he doesn't have a lot of power and the average is okay. Yeah. I, okay. I'm a Connor Joe fan too. I, I don't know though. Like, I, I don't know if he's fantasy viable <laughs> right now outside of Coors. Uh, and the final name I've got written down is Brent Rucker. He just hits two home runs every day, doesn't he? Yeah, and I mean, how long can you keep that going for? Because I would love to see that keep going. And I mean, Oakland Oakland sucks, so he's going to get all the chances he can at the plate to perform. And they've got Estieri Ruiz, who I absolutely love as well, hitting leadoff now. He's hitting above 300, so there's always going to be people on base for the most part when he's up so yeah but he is one of those guys you boomer bust you you hit him just hoping or you pick him up just hoping for the power i don't even know what his power potential would end up being i couldn't give you a number but i mean hitting two home runs in multiple games pretty that that's a good one to take a flyer on in that deep of league because that's that's a 15 team 30 round draft so like 450 people yeah. got taken there so yeah that's that's a good that's a good one to take a flyer on Okay, uh, right. That gives us uh, that gives us some food for thought, Noah. Um, when we make our our list, um, second question um, is um, catches. Obviously, notoriously shallow. Um, mm. We have hit lucky so far on Logan or Hoppy. Um, our second catch is Christian Bethencourt, who is hitting one eighty two, and pretty much splitting time evenly with uh, Francisco Mejia. Um, the, I mean, there's a dearth of options on the way. Is there a is there a name that we just haven't thought about? The only name that I saw on there was Reese McGuire, 
and that's because he's done bits and bobs over the last few nights. But is there a name totally off the radar that uh, Captain Insano doesn't want to pick up that I might do? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for me, it would be uh, Diaz out in Colorado. Elias Diaz. Uh, me and Ryan talked about him the other day on the podcast at the beginning of the week. Um, he does get that Coors advantage, which in terms of fantasy, uh, your two best friends are Coors Field and Rick and Ballpark. And it, he's shown that he, just like most other people, he can hit really, really well there. He can hit for a good average. He has legitimate power. He's vastly, he's a vastly different player on the road. So for these next couple of days coming to Seattle, Seattle is the most pitcher friendly park in all of baseball. And it's not even close. I think San Diego is the second most pitcher friendly. And it's like a for the stat cast ballpark data, a uh, hundred would be like league average safe or T-Mobile is a 91. And I think uh, Petco park is like a 96 or something like that. So he's, you're going to have to kind of, hope for the best when he's on the road, but when he's at home, the output that he's going to give you is going to make you forget about how bad he is on the road. Okay. And Santa um, said he went to go pick him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to con him. That we're, this is a, this is one big hustle that we've set up to try and uh, to con him into go to pick him up. Um, Pitching-wise, then, um, where we're struggling, we've done okay. Um, we're okay for saves. Ratios and stuff, it's wins we, we're struggling a little bit with. Um, our, we've got Gorsman and Bieber. Um, not many people in general, actually. The the wins column is quite tight. Um, so we're not a mile behind, but I just don't really know where they're all going to come from. So we've got Spencer Turnbull, um, who did get a win last night. Um, he is slated to get ditched this week, actually. We've got a bid in for Chris Bubich. Um, which we'll see Spencer Turnbull yeah. leaving our team. But would I'm you high on would that you Royal Staff? Would you give Turnbull another chance? And then again, some pictures down the list that are going to give you that W because it's such a hard stat to come by that one. And it's it it seems to me quite random. Well, it obviously can't be. There's probably a bit more science behind it. So talk us through it, Blake. Uh, chasing wins in fantasy can end up being the death of you. It is the hardest thing to try and chase. Um, I will say I also that was the, kind of the, the strategy too, and punting it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I accidentally punted it. I wish I hadn't, but I accidentally did. Uh, guys, farther down the list, uh, Kenta Maeda is a good one. He's he has like a career strikeout rate of thirty percent, which is very under the radar level. Good. Um, can he stay healthy? Is going to be the question. But Minnesota is a good team. So you can hope for the best there. Uh, you're really going to want to focus on people that play for good teams. Me and Ryan talk all the time about how, uh, like, the pitchers for San Diego, it doesn't really matter who they put out there that's not named Blake Snell. They're you could close your eyes and back into 12 to 15 wins playing for a team like that. So, like, Seth Lugo, I highly doubt that he's still available. But he is a guy that is still fairly widely available in fantasy leagues. Uh, somebody like uh, Taiwan Walker. I like, I mean, I don't necessarily like Taiwan Walker, but I like that the Phillies are going to bounce back at some point. Ryan's going to love that. I just said that uh, Phillies aren't going to be bad forever. So he'll be in line for some wins. <laughs> Clevenger, however long Clevenger is going to not get suspended for. Again, he's got the chance to be in line for some wins. 
if Ashcraft is available, the Reds are a sneaky team. They're not a good team, but he could he could win double digit games this year. But he's too popular of a name probably to be available in that deep of a league. We sniped him. We sniped him last week, Blake. Smart move. Uh, and somebody like Taj Bradley, who came out start, started for the Rays the other day, they sent him down. He's more than likely the one that's coming up for to cover Springs for however long Springs is out. Yeah. That's a really weird injury. He could be out for 10 days. He could be out for, for 10 months. So yeah. we'll find out. But he, there's a chance that he didn't even get picked up again with. And so you have a shot there. Uh, and then the other one is almost all Rays, or not Rays, uh, Royals pitchers. Like you said, Chris Bubich. The thing with the Royals is uh, they were one of the, the last teams to kind of give in to the analytics side of things. And this is their first year with their new coach finally just fully leaning into the analytics side of things. And wouldn't you know it when you, you put analytics together with actual good like like potential pitchers, they yeah. throw good potential pitches and they put up good numbers. So, yeah, there's there's some wins to be had there as well. They were a team that I was actually kind of high on coming into the season. I like their, their lineup for as weird as that sounds to say for Kent City. Yeah, his name is is escaping me, but he was the bench coach for Tampa Bay, and we see what the Rays have done mm-hmm. year in, year out. I mean, it was a great hire. Now, you see, I'm happier with that, Noah. Now, Blake's given us a little bit of actual science behind yeah. it. Because Brad I think he's a, he was someone who plays in this league. He's a, a Finnish guy called Jordan. And he tweeted out that every team with joint managers has one who's in on Boobich and one who's out on Boobich. And I tagged Noah in it because that's exactly the position we were in. But you've just swayed me a little bit. And I noticed Noah snuck that... Um, the waiver wire bidding without telling me. I so I just happened to look today. <laughs> he's a cheeky bastard. Yeah, yeah. I just happened hey, to look to see. For my guy, I'm ditching Turnbull. I, it was that was all me. That you I just was, didn't you didn't see see me in on that message there, no, no. I've texted him. I've texted now like every time that I've tried to make a move, and I just tried to sneak in the Chris. I put yeah, it in just, on Sunday night. Like, but I was like, sneak, I'm sure I'm the senior late. partner in this. You've uh, you tried to sneak one thing. This is. It's 51-49 in my favour. I've got the casting vote. Um, uh, right, okay, well, that's, uh, that's, that, that's pushed me over the edge towards Chris Boobage. I'll let that, I'll let that waiver wire bid stand, Noah. I won't delete it. Um, well, brilliant. That's, uh, that's got us a Be- nice tight... Before go we, on, Noah. What, sorry. Before we left, let him go, I mean, you're writing plenty of articles. Is there anything that... Any guy that you really like or somebody that you are ready to cut the string on, like here three weeks into the season. Like uh, you just wrote all these articles for waiver wire, I assume. So um, we're, we're talking mainly 15 Mm -hmm. team leagues and that's very sharp kind of, and not a lot of people play in those or 12 team, maybe some Roto, some points. Is there anybody um, more widely available in those leagues that you like that are you targeting? Uh, I feel like I'm getting baited into talking about Jared Kelnick again. It's a it's a, a standing joke on our podcast. I think. Did you have Jared Kelnick on there? Yeah, there we go. Uh, I was waiting I, I, we for you, Blake. I was waiting for you. Yeah, it was coming. I was trying not to, but it's here. <laughs> We're 61 episodes into our podcast, and me and Ryan joke about. I think I've talked about Jared Kelnick on 61 episodes. We even had. Uh, Steven Souza Jr., who's a former uh, major leaguer on that played for the Mariners last year and took over for Kelnick when he got sent down. And I talked to him about Jared Kelnick for like 20 minutes on the podcast. 
But yes, Jared Kelnick is the answer. I've been on that hype train for a while. He made legitimate changes to his swing. Yeah, I didn't say no, I see that. He made legitimate changes to his swing. Uh, he got he had this big hitch in his swing that he shortened up, and his hands are much quicker to the ball. And he, he's always had a ton of power. There's never been a question about that. He has uh, 12 batted ball events of 103 miles an hour or more now this year, which is absurd, and he just hit that ball 480 feet to dead center in, in Wrigley which is nuts. Uh, somebody that I am in on is like a trade target, potentially Marcus Simeon started the year really slow. People early on get sick of their, not necessarily a first round guy, but not an end of the round guy, but like a fourth. I think he was going fourth or fifth round. He's struggling, but he struggled last year as well. And then for the last, I don't know, from like, it was like the end of May on, he hit like 26 home runs and stole 28 bases. He's trending, that way, currently, uh, Julian for Minnesota. I think he's a guy that needs to be picked up in every league at second base. Second base is at- atrocious this year. I think anyone uh, after after last up. night, his if if he was anywhere near a sleeper, that uh, will have disappeared because <laughs> what well, he had a single and a home run in the first inning last night, oh, so yeah. that will have got everyone's attention. Yeah. Uh, Outman as well uh, in uh, Los Angeles. He is everything that he was advertised to be, plus some. He's really damn good. And, I mean, he was in a a timeshare with Peralta and Trace Thompson, and he's better than both of them by a mile. He's better than both of them combined. So he's going to get plenty of run in the outfield out there, and the Dodgers seem to work their magic on all the young guys. I'm not a proponent of being very rookie heavy in fantasy because that can come back to bite you. They are very streaky. So you need to be able to to weather the storm a little bit when they suck. But yeah, also somebody like uh, Cody Bellinger is pretty readily available. Uh, His average isn't going to be the greatest, but I think it's going to be better than it was with the Dodgers. And he's shown some power as well. He's hit a 19 home run off Paul Seawald the other day, which was a monster home run. Guys like that, I, I really like. Gotcha. And for my entertainment and the audience entertainment, <laughs> we have an SGPN Dynasty League. Can you let us know who drafted Jared Kenelinick and who rosters him right now? Oh, you goddamn it. <laughs> I drafted Jared Kelnick. I'm in seven leagues, and I drafted Jared Kelnick in seven leagues. And last, I don't know, Wednesday, I dropped Jared Kelnick for – nobody that is even relevant and Ryan picked him up immediately and he laughed at me when he picked him up and now Kelnick has a home run in three short games and he's probably going to hit one to me sitting right behind the right field fence tonight with a beer in my hands and I'm just going to revel in the fact that I could have had him in that league and now Ryan said he's available for trade which that That sounds like a great episode idea oh that is good Uh, Captain Insano says, says everyone has to drink when Kalidik's mentioned. Um, sounds like Blake's going to be a couple of beers now. I've got a little <laughs> bottle of Shiraz over there, which I'm going to get stuck in. Just, uh, I'm going to come to you in one second, or just be- before we go, Blake, tell us, just because I'm jealous and interested, just tell us a little bit about your um, your game day experience today, your your match day experience. Who are you going with? Um, you having beers? What's the situation? Talk me through it. Oh, uh, I am going with my girlfriend, Tyler. 
We have a kid-free weekend this weekend. We have three little ones at home. Ooh, nice. This one, we got no little ones at home. We were going to do a little like dinner and a movie type thing. Realized game was tonight. Tickets are 20 bucks. So uh, it's, it's like a 45-minute drive to get to Seattle. So it's not like a short. We'll just drive out there to the game. Going to get up there early. There's a brewery right across the street. I'm going to get a pulled pork and a beer outside because it's way cheaper. And then I'm going to go in and spend 12 bucks on probably five or six more. And yeah, I think we're five rows behind the right field fence, so I can yell at T. Oscar and tell him how good he is. The more I drink, and hopefully get my hands on a fly ball. Oh, right. mate, brilliant! Uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times on the show, but I've got I, I have tickets for the London game, Blake, um, Cubs and Cards, yeah. uh, which isn't very far away now. Actually, it's men. Maybe about six or seven weeks away. Um, so that will be my first MLB game. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Noah, before no we fun. crack on, um, any uh, any other picks, any other bets or any other shenanigans this weekend you want to tell us about before we go? Uh, oh, um, so just follow me on Twitter, 77NB, uh, college baseball, MLB the whole weekend. Carlos Carrasco, he's pitching on Saturday. Uh, target him for stolen bases. So, like Blake mentioned earlier in the podcast, Estuary Ruiz um, on Oakland is one name to keep your eye on in that game for a stolen base prop. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just keep your eyes peeled on Twitter. I'll be firing away on some picks. Might attend a college baseball game this weekend. We'll see. Excellent. Um yeah, looking forward to everything. Big weekend here. Newcastle play early tomorrow against Aston Villa, which is a big game. Um, but you know I do the horse racing uh, for Ryan and Sean. It's yeah. the Grand National tomorrow. Now, I, I've mentioned this every year. Um, if you've never watched the Grand National, I very much advise that you do it. It's an A3 race course in Liverpool tomorrow. Um, there will be 40 runners in the race. The race is four and a half miles. Do you remember this one? Yeah, it's four yeah. and a half miles um, over obstacles the size of your house. And it is absolutely nuts. It's one of the greatest sporting spectacles you will ever, ever see. Um, and you can bet on it. So, yeah, by all means, um, I honestly, go and have a watch. I'll try and get the Discord channel and pick some winners or tweet some out tomorrow as well. But, yeah, yeah. just looking forward to a big uh, sport again. Blake, um, yeah, sorry. It's horse racing season. The Derby is in three weeks. And also, <laughs> forgot about this comment from Michael um, on the on the YouTube. Uh, have you guys noticed that season under ERA's props uh, have been losing much more significantly in pre- like this season more than previous seasons? Um, he says it must be the new rule changes. Your thoughts? And I, I'm right there with him. With more stolen bases and no shift, the averages are up and you're moving base runners over more frequently. That's going to cause more runs and the ERAs for pitchers are going to go up. So if you do have, like, game-wise props, like under-earned runs for each pitchers, those right now are also another hot topic in the gambling space. Uh, cheers, no, yeah, we did forget to come back to that. Appreciate it. Uh, we do appreciate Michael joining uh, from Australia as well. International baseball show, this one. Um, Blake, thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll... Uh, I will stick that game on the TV and see if I can spot you. Give it me. You need to make a sign <laughs> saying "Hello, Union flag." Hello, the UK. Something like that. Um, Baseball money. I got you. Yeah. Something, uh, so yeah, enjoy that, mate. Enjoy the rest of your kid-free weekend as well. I'm jealous. Uh, Noah, thank you very much, I mate. Will. Um, I'll speak to you on Sunday. Everyone who was in the chat, we do appreciate it. Um, get some bets on. Good luck with them. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.